Hey, how are you today? This is Jeff Palmer, the Cracker Jack Mechanic, and I'd like to talk about business ownership. A couple of years ago, I did start my own shop. It was a dream of mine to have my own motorcycle shop, and I was able to fulfill that. And now, after a few years of running my own, I, was, I, I, I stepped away. I sold my shop equipment to my mechanic, and uh, he, he uh, started his own shop in his hometown about well, I'll say about an hour away from where I'd start at my shop. So I'm going to touch on the idea of motorcycle shop ownership because that's what I understand, that's what I know. And now that I've returned back to work for my previous employer, uh, previous to the, where I was, that's where I was working before I opened my own shop. And now I've returned to work there. This will be my third year. And some of my experiences based on working in the industry of motorcycles, starting my own service shop and then going back. So a lot of the difficulty of running your own shop, like I don't like to focus on the negative, um, but that's um, a lot of, I mean, that's where a lot of your time is spent and not that it's negative, it's just that it's it's uh, the harder parts of owning your own uh, motorcycle shop. I'm sure it, it, uh, it translates well to other other businesses so if you are an entrepreneur you could listen to this and maybe pick up some points in your own pursuit of happiness uh, of owning your own or building your own business for yourself so I was an excellent motorcycle mechanic this is what my business was built on so understanding that part of the business was was not difficult at all all I had to do was work on bikes to generate income to make money. The rest of ordering parts, keeping the books accounting-wise and stuff like that were difficult for me. So I did, I uh, used outside resources. I had people help me. It did cost some money and that can eat up any of the profits you make. It's all on scale. So I was smaller scale. There's a lot of uh, small margins and you have to really be able to capitalize on all of your good points in order to offset the ones that you don't know. First off, you will work 14, 16 hours a day. If you are currently thinking of starting your own business, uh, you're working a nine to five job and you want to start your own business, I would expect for myself now, looking back that I should have been working another uh, outside of the eight hours that I put in for my employer I should have been working at least another six to eight hours a day not dreaming um, not not looking at stuff that I'd like to do I mean actually hard work where you're doing uh, a side project that is in line with what you'd like to become you are learning how to work that many hours a day because it really is a, a lot about work uh, you work nine till five that's when you're open and that's when I would have expected to be able to do my service work but a lot of that time was spent talking to customers and generating work that I that I was going to do and as a one person operation that was necessary because I couldn't afford to pay somebody to talk to customers and ultimately the customers wanted to talk to me and my type of business as a startup. This is a ground up, very organic 
uh, open the doors and and start with a with a desk and a chair and a motorcycle service area and work up from there. So I was uh, I was expecting to be able to work during the day, but that was very far from the truth. I got very little work done during the day because of interruptions that were just obviously all part and parcel related to actual business. So if you have a retail a retail service or you're doing retail, in my chosen field, that was the time you would book in motorcycles, talk to customers about things they'd like to do, um, upgrades they'd like to make, service that they require done, and sometimes you were able to get it done during the day. Uh, simple, straightforward things like maybe an oil change, for example, or a tire change that you could schedule that would should only take an hour, might take two with interruptions, and that's to be expected. The larger work, I would think, with the benefit of hindsight now, should have been done outside of those hours. So that uh, close the shop at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock at, uh, in the afternoon and then work until 9 You've got three uninterrupted hours or else you're uh, consider coming in at five o'clock in the morning and then working till you open and you've got two or three uninterrupted hours and trust me in those two or three uninterrupted hours it'll feel like you got six hours worth of work done because you can just focus on your tasks at hand which is very difficult to do when you're the only person in your shop trying to do that during the course of the business when you're uh, dealing with um, the telephone ringing and customers coming through the door to discuss what they'd like to do with their motorcycles. You're going to have cold calls, you've got to deal with insurance, uh, different um, paperwork and stuff like that that's necessary to keep a uh, legitimate ser service shop open. You've got permits and, and uh, things of that nature, forms that you have to keep up to date with your particular governing agencies and, and all of that stuff. I mean, that, that stuff comes, as you go, you'll learn, you know, you don't have to have all that in place before you open your doors. I surely didn't. Uh, you're dealing with suppliers, getting your parts ready, being able to order in, in my industry was, was uh, challenging because you have probably six different suppliers dealing with different types of motorcycles and not each supplier does not carry a full line of, of what you needed individually. So that created some, some uh, a broad range of extra work because you had to have booking programs and minimum orders for each supplier. So that, that uh, learning that part of the process, dealing with the suppliers ate up a whole lot of time, learning their catalogs and, and where to find the parts that you may need if you're casting a very broad net on all the motorcycles you're working on you could choose to focus on a smaller niche market that does limit your potential income but also in the short run it could help you till you can grow into a larger uh, larger uh, business casting a, uh, a more broader range a larger net maybe when you are able to hire somebody to help you uh, these are these are some things to consider so my experience was good overall. It was a bucket list type of thing for me. I'd wanted to own a motorcycle shop since I was a very young man in my, my late teens. I was able to uh, bring that to realization in my late 30s. So patience was a, a large part of it. And maybe patience maybe could have played into the final years. Uh, I could have uh, potentially 
uh, held on another year and, and got into a better growth. In context, the business was a success, struggled financially, but it was inside that five uh, years. Uh, and as an organic startup business, I think that's kind of the maybe a magic number. There's probably no magic number on when you should start to make money by, but uh, I could see the potential for income and uh, uh, probably a little bit more work. Now, in consideration, motorcycle mechanics in, in southwestern Ontario, Canada, where I'm located, is seasonal. You're dealing with snow in the winter, so that does slow down your riding season substantially. Um, so you're really focusing on making all your money in four or five months to, to carry you through the course of a year, and that can be uh, that adds to the difficulty, but it's not an impossibility. You just have to consider maybe working on uh, ATVs, like uh, all-terrain vehicles or something other than what you specialize in. But again, that adds to what you're going to have to learn and, and know to be able to, to make those ends meet. So you have to rely on a network of, of friends, possibly people you trust that can help you out when you do get busy. You're going to have to have the support of your family. Uh, that, that plays a big part of it uh, financially it's going to suck up a lot of your money and if you can and if you can weather those storms that's something that you can read more about or learn more about i don't uh, discourage anybody from following their dreams i surely did and i i surely enjoyed it i learned a lot and then then returning to my to uh, an employer again i had a respect for what the employer actually has to deal with as as the business owner having to pay employees the the struggle for them is very real and you come quick to realize that as a business owner for yourself that uh, that is all part uh, that you don't really maybe realize as just an employee so um, it rounded me as an employee uh, working for somebody else and uh, I can see with the benefit of hindsight and from my side now where uh, your employer maybe is um, I guess we're all going to pass judgment where you're going to look at where uh, you can make improvements to the business you're working with and whether your employers are open to that or they're uh, too big of a business to listen to what you've got to show. There's other ways you can go about it for yourself if that's your intention. If you are an entrepreneur, to use that word at heart, or a business owner where you're looking to get back into what you were doing before just at a, at a different time when you're in a better position or that that could be financially or mentally just where you're prepared to deal with the amount of uh, crap I guess that you're gonna that you're not going to expect as an actual motorcycle mechanic just just wanting to work on bikes if that's what you want to do uh, work at home do some side jobs and then do your nine to five whatever that may be if that's actually working on motorcycle mechanics for somebody else or you're working at a at a factory or uh, an accounting office and and your your true love is motorcycles or what you really really enjoy doing is motorcycles do it as your side business and and get some experience that way doing it generating some income on the side you'd probably be further ahead at the end of the year with that money in pocket on top of what you made as a as a main business because you are going to have to work you know 14 16 hours a day uh, maybe not seven days a week, but I'm, I'm sure if you did, you would realize the benefits that much sooner. Uh, it's easy to make excuses and say, well, I was too busy today, but time is one thing uh, that, that everybody has the same amount of, and how you use your time is completely 
at your discretion, but don't lie to yourself. Don't make excuses. Don't be on, on the internet searching for concert tickets or or looking at uh, the the new shoes or on a, on a, uh, a sales website looking to buy stuff when you could be on there learning how to sell stuff of your own or how to expand your own business. Those are key things. But don't, don't try and fool yourself that you're actually working when you're not. Um, that's the quickest way into to not being able to be successful. Uh, it really comes down to you and your uh, ability to take the crap and, and keep moving forward and to be able to accept responsibility for everything because it is ultimately all on yourself uh, for, right from the phone calls and how you uh, deal with your customers even if they're a difficult customer you're, you're continually edu educating customers like you're a first grade teacher you're you're sometimes a kindergarten teacher teaching the fundamentals and that's okay because those are the customers that you're growing you will get to learn your time management and when somebody is maybe taking a little bit more time yeah you have some patience with them but uh you'll put into place some kind of um probably if you're savvy enough you'll you'll start a little podcast or maybe a youtube channel and address some of those issues that you could direct a customer to go to your website and say okay they could learn some of the easier things or get some of the questions answered. Some of your repetitive questions you've answered on, on Facebook or on YouTube or one of the social platforms. They're a very useful tool. Don't be afraid of them. I would say gear up on them. Put more weight on them than you're actually doing now. They could be a huge time saver. I mean, once you invest uh, two or three hours into a 10-minute video, sure, but that 10 minute video is always going to be there. You can always play it on a loop. You could put it on a computer inside your uh, service area and, and direct customers to that if you're busy in the course of a day and, and let them have a have a look at that. And, and then they could answer educated questions based on that. It'll work, you can work hand in hand with it. So a couple of good ideas that I had um, include the, the idea of using uh, computer access so your customers have it maybe some of your customers aren't savvy enough to be able to use it but you can you can guide them in that process and if you're building a customer for life you really want uh, that relationship to work both ways you will learn that some customers are going to be uh, more of a challenge to deal with when you are uh, trying to get them to do it a way you'd like but but it's ultimately not how you'd like it it's how the customer like it they are paying and you need their money uh, to survive in business that that is a key thing you don't have to uh, feel like you work for them in a way if they're treating you poorly or they just think that they own you because they've paid some money that can happen uh, you'll be on the hook for all the problems on their motorcycles uh, if you're the person that worked on it last if the charging system fails and you change the tire they'll try and uh, paint a picture or twist it around that it was something that you you did it seems a lot of the times um, just just seems to be the nature of how how it works uh, i don't know if that's a human nature kind of psychology type thing is the default of the customers to think that it was your fault that something happened i mean um in regards to something unrelated that's by coincidence and and i do run into it probably on a weekly basis as a service manager at an existing service shop now and dealing with customers and customer interruptions on a daily basis but that has given me the experience I need to be able to work uh, um, work well inside the, the industry, inside the business, and, and get
get uh, and, and get to learn more, not just on how to be a motorcycle mechanic or work on the mechanics of it, but the other things that can be associated with it, especially if your ultimate end game is to own your own shop. And again, I do encourage that. It was pretty exciting. Uh, it's something maybe I would consider again a year ago. I didn't think I would. Uh, but there is, you know, times change and, and people change for uh, if they want to. And when it comes to things that we enjoy doing, uh, we're going to have highs and lows. So that, that's to be considered uh, of all things. So be patient, uh, be passionate, love what you do, whether it's uh, motorcycles, it's in anything. It makes a huge difference in your life. Uh, have gratitude. So uh, all things I try to do. Uh, Cracker Jack Mechanic here. I'm going to sign off. If there's any questions or considerations that you have, uh, give me a, give me a message. Follow me on YouTube at Cracker Jack Mechanic. You can find me on uh, Twitter and you can find me on Instagram as well. These are uh, some social platforms that I, I am currently using and trying to uh, boost up a little bit too. So thanks for listening. Take care.